Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome into another edition of Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network. I am your host, Davey Hudson, alongside former Titan Denard Walker, and we appreciate you joining us today. On today's episode of the show, we're going to get into the three things you need to know that have happened for the Titans over the course of the last week, and we're going to jump around to everything that has been swirling with the Titans and some things within the AFC South as we gear up for the NFL to start in just a little over a week when the Houston Texans take on the Kansas City Chiefs. Speaking of the Texans and the Chiefs, at this time I would like to tell you about betonline.ag. You can head on over to betonline.ag and take full advantage of everything they have going right now. The NBA, MLB, and NHL are in full swing, and our partners at BetOnline have you covered. You know, I was, I was just looking at the lines, and, and the over-under for the Chiefs-Texans right now is set at 54, and I'm, t- I'm telling you right now, I'm feeling the over. These two teams can put up some points. I feel a lot better about their offenses than I do their defense, and so right now, hey, this past week, my can't-lose parlay went 1-0. and Granted, I had one college football game, and I took Central Arkansas to cover the 4.5, and, and I took the under in that game against Austin P. So can't-lose parlay starting out 1-0, and and uh, we'll see what we can get once the NFL Week 1 gets here. So take full advantage of sports being back and get on the action with hundreds of odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. And there's always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and sign up to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's betonline.ag. Sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And with football almost back, I got to ask it. Do you believe? If you enjoy the show, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. We're available on all your favorite directories, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, and TuneIn. And you can find us on social media platforms at Believe Podcast, that's B-L-E-A-V, and you can find more information about Believe at Believe.com. And I would also, I want to tell you about our new Twitter handle. We got the new profile up and running. You can follow along with us at Believe Titans, that's B-L-E-A-V-T-I-T-A-N-S. Go over there and see everything we got with our latest news. We got clips from the games, and you can also... Follow me at Davey underscore Hudson. That's D-A-V-E-Y underscore Hudson, H-U-D-S-O-N. And Denard also has his Twitter account active now. You can follow him at Denard, D-E-N-A-R-D underscore Walker, W-A-L-K-E-R. And we'll keep you updated with everything you need to know on the latest and greatest in all things Tennessee Titans. But with that being said, let's jump into the three things you know that have happened for the Titans this past week. A fan favorite is coming home. Number three on the list, linebacker Will Compton has agreed to terms with the Titans. Compton's a seven-year NFL veteran. He played for the Titans in 12 games back in 2018. Spent some time last year with the Raiders, and now he is back in Nashville. I know the fans love him. He's a great guy, so hopefully he'll have an opportunity to make that final 53-man roster. 
Number two on the list, the Titans have brought in former Patriots kicker Stephen Gostkowski and former Bills kicker Stephen Hauschka to battle Tucker McCann and Greg Joseph for the kicking position here in Tennessee. And right now, seems to be a position John Robinson saying, hey, just the more the merrier, bring them, in, bring them all in. You, all, you guys can battle it out, and we'll go from there. And number one on the list, guys, I'm just I'm just going to let you know now, this this might be the last time Clowney watches number one on the list, and we're just going to be moving it to an honorable mention spot. Denard had alluded to it way back early on, and if you don't believe it now, I don't know what else to tell you, but Jadavion Clowney is just waiting for the season to start. Work ethic, never been a big thing for him. He's not really wanting to put in the time. Teams are not willing to give him the money he is looking for, and so, you know, any day something could drop, but I honestly don't expect anything to happen until the first week at least at this point. So uh, Jadavion Clowney, still nothing really out there for his update, but we'll just have to wait whenever it comes to the Jadavion Clowney saga. And with that said, I'm going to bring in Denard. We're going to go around and discuss several things that have happened for the Titans. And hey, we're getting closer. It's almost here. Tennessee versus Denver. Denard, it's September. How are you feeling knowing football is right around the corner? Yeah, it, it's time to go. It's, it's that time of the year we know right now. We're, what, nine days away from the opening kickoff? So, hey, football yeah. is back. Let's go. Chiefs Texans are going to kick off on Thursday, September the 10th. Hopefully the Texans can go ahead and get an L in that column as that AFC South division race begins. You know, I mean, we're, we're used to at this time having these preseason games, and so it kind of snuck up on me after all those were canceled that final roster cuts are happening at the end of this week. And so Saturday, Titans got to get that roster trimmed down to 53 players, and then the following day, players clear the waiver wire, and you can see if J-Rob's going to be active on that again. Well, it's just weird because the film's not going to be there for a lot of these guys, especially if they didn't have much of an impact last year. And, and usually you can go and turn on the preseason tape. So just looking at how teams are going to use the waiver wire this year. And then once you do that, I mean, you got to bring them in and they got to clear all the COVID testing. So changing from a, a new scheme. So it might even be a little bit of a delay before they're active and able to go. But that's just something to keep an eye on. And it'll, it'll definitely be interesting to see what the Titans do when you look at that 53-man roster. One of the, the bigger battles that is happening that people are really curious what is going to, to occur is what do the Titans do at the kicker position? You know, last year seems like it was a constant revolving door of once Ryan Suckup got hurt, you had Cairo Santos come in. That didn't work out. You went with Cody Parkey for a bit. Uh, you even brought in Ryan Santoso, the bigger kicker from Minnesota. And then you had Greg Joseph come in, and Greg Joseph, surprisingly, there towards the end of the season, you didn't really have to rely on him. He had one field goal attempt with the team all of last year. He hit it, but, I mean, he was he was good on all his, his extra point attempts. But what what's going to happen with that battle? Because reports coming out of certain circles are that the Titans had former New England kicker Stephen Gostkowski come in. It was also reported that Stephen Hauschka came in, and so they are, they're really looking at all possible avenues. Uh, we were talking about it beforehand, and you were mentioning that even the rookie, Tucker McCann out of Missouri, he's got an opportunity to make the team. And so, I mean, if you're looking to trim, trim the fat on the money side of things, obviously going with a rookie kicker is probably the, the move 
to make there, but I, I don't think they'll necessarily view this position as a, a situation yeah. where they're, they're focusing too much on the money for sure. Yeah. But who knows what's going to happen. I, I, I don't know where you're at on it, Denard. I kind of would lean towards picking Greg Joseph right now if I, if I had to put money on who I think is going to be the kicker come week one for the Titans. Yeah, well, you know what? He's very confident, you know, like you said before. He said uh, earlier that he just believes that, you know, he's competing against himself, and that's what you – the way that you have to look at it. That's the perspective that you have to go about winning this position. It's not about anybody else. It's not who they bring in. Yeah, you're bringing in, you know, Stephen Gorkowski. Yeah, he's a great kicker. Yeah, four-time pro bowler from New England. But, again, you talk about Tucker McCann. Hey, this guy can flat-out kick. I watched him last year nail a 47-yard – field goal money in the bank against South Carolina. I said, who is this guy right here? He's a beast. So right now when a coach is bringing in all those guys to work out, he's just basically saying, listen, I'm really not comfortable at this, at that certain position right now. So I'm just going to let you guys go at it. I'm going to throw you a bone and I'm going to let all four of you guys go get it. So it's going to be an interesting few days to see what happens uh, with this kicking situation. Yeah, yesterday was the final day that practice was uh, fully observable for the media. And so had a couple of notes come out of there. Yesterday, Derek Roberson went down with what is believed to be a knee injury. They had to cart him off the field. So that is a, a situation where your outside linebacker, kind of an edge rush presence. One, you hate to see anybody get hurt, but especially two at a position where the Titans are looking kind of thin right now. Vic Beasley, he's he's back, but he's He's just not in shape, according to everything I'm I'm seeing, and so uh, he's he's got some work to do before he's going to be good to go. So what happens with that position doesn't seem to be an issue. But yesterday in practice, Nate Davis was also carted off, and he's expected to be your starting right guard. Couple, I saw a person freak out a little bit about it and saying it was really bad, but now reports are looking as though it was just a cramp. Hopefully that's the that's just the case. A lack of dehydr or a lack of not being hydrated enough and then right. just having the, the cramps happen in, in the heat. So obviously you don't want to lose any of your starters to say the least. So some, some players were shining more than others receivers. There's a couple, there's a little bit of a battle there. I know we had a question in the tighten up mailbag, which we'll get more into now that the season's coming back, but people were kind of curious about the wide receiver unit and who is likely to make that cut right now I got AJ Brown as your wide receiver number one. I don't think anyone's gonna dispute that. You got Corey Davis on the right. other side and in the slot, Adam Humphreys, Khalif right. Raymond's really making some head moves. He'll be number four. And then I think they'll take five. Now the question is, what do you do there? There's some talk that Rashard Davis is is the guy there. He can also help out on special teams. And then I've also seen a couple of people say Cody Hollister might actually get an opportunity. So it's another another guy to keep an eye on. Like I said, maybe it's a guy who's not even currently on the roster, and they look and go and look to go get somebody from the waiver wire when all is said and done. But that that unit, I wanted to address that since we had a tighten up mailbag question from Ryan on that one. So it's it's almost here. We'll we'll know sooner rather than later. Denard, the all next answer is going to hit us soon. <laughs> yeah, Denard, the next thing I wanted to talk to you about this this came out over a, about a week ago, but. NFL.com released their power rankings before the start of the season. The Titans were pretty high up there. They had the Titans come in fifth in the NFL. I wanted to get your your take on that. With the Titans coming in at five, and I'm, I'll read you the list of who's in front of them. They got the Chiefs at one. I don't think anyone's disputing that. 49ers coming in at two. The Ravens 
third, the Saints fourth, and the Titans rounding out the top five. So you're technically the third best team in the AFC based off those rankings. What's your, uh, what's your take there? Well, let, let me just say this is, of course, that's what a lot of people do at the beginning of the season. It's like college football. You're always going to rank Alabama or somebody like that at the number one position. But we know it's all about who finishes at the end. Of course, you're going to go with the Chiefs because they're bringing everybody back. Plus, you got the big dog, Clyde Heller, my big man at LSU with Clyde. But then the way I look at it is this. It means absolutely nothing. It's just giving people something to talk about right now because it's, it's about the first you know, week of the season. And then, you know, everybody had come out banging, but it, it really boils down to week 16. So that's when I like to really do my power rankings is when who's playing great down the stretch. Speaking of playing great, a guy you played great for, Coach Jeff Fisher, has recently announced that he is being inducted into the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame. And I mean, that's a heck of an accomplishment. Yeah. And I, I was curious, having seen that update, that's, that's one of the things where Coach Fisher was a staple in the Nashville community for years yeah. and years and has had a, a giant role in the state of Tennessee, especially when you're looking at football. And I just wanted to, to ask you, what was it like in your mind playing for Coach Fisher and, and the impact that he had on, on you? Well, you know, this is a little story, I'll, I'll, and I'll make it real short. A lot of people come up to me all the time, and they ask me, you know, what does it take to play in the NFL? And I say, well, it's all about really getting in the right place at the right time in the right system. We see it all the times. Guys will go to a place, and they've had this illustrious college career, then they transition on to the pro level, and they just never really pan out. I was very fortunate, and I tell this story all the time, if I wasn't drafted by the Titans in 1997, I would have never made it in the National Football League simply because of the coaching that we had. Jeff Fisher, to me, was the best thing that ever happened to Denard Walker as far as my playing career because they knew how to coach me, and they knew how to coach me right. And when I went other places, I always compared those places like Denver or Minnesota or Oakland to Tennessee, and there was no comparison. And Jeff Fisher was a big part of that because he knew how he knew how to coach his players and treat them like men. He knew how to groom his players, and he knew how to take you from a little skinny rookie into a guy that will end up after his fourth year at Tennessee signing a nice little free agent deal to go to Denver. And I credit that with coaching. I don't take full responsibility of that. You know, Coach Fisher to me is the best. You know, when we first got here in Tennessee, people didn't know what to expect. This team from Houston, and now they want to come here. And this is balls land. This is Tennessee volunteer land. This is, we didn't know how we were going to be treated, but everybody was at first a little bit, um, you know, like, oh God, what is this, a pro franchise team now here in Nashville of all places. But again, Jeff was the great, he was the best coach at that time to basically lead that team out of Houston into Nashville. And that was a tough transition, but I think if anybody that did a, did a great job, it was Coach Fisher. So he is the best in my, my opinion, as far as the best coach I've ever had, other than my high school coach. And you know, I could talk about Coach Fisher all day, but let me just say this. Congratulations to him, him and his family. He basically deserved it because he did. He basically got this community going. You know, when we first got here, there was what, what the Predators just got here as well, or I think they were here, and that was it. And so this town was just electric when we started winning in 99 and went to the Super Bowl. And now, what, fast forward some 20 years later, 
you know, they're still booming, you know, and now the city of Nashville is one of those cities where you'd be like, man, this is an unbelievable place. So, hey, congratulations to Coach Fish. Love him. Great man. Great leader. And he's a great leader of men. So congratulations again. Whenever you're looking at mustaches in the NFL, yeah. I definitely rank him <laughs> up there as some of the best in the, in the biz. And yeah, so nice. I'm with you in extending a congratulations because, I mean, for me growing up, Titans football, like, it's surrounding those Jeff Fisher teams because, like, that's I, mean, yeah. I know that he brought the brought the program here, but that's what got me so invested at a young age. And really, Denard, I mean, I guess we can thank Jeff Fisher for why you and I are both sitting sitting here right now doing this podcast. So yeah, that's um, yeah. he was here forever. You mean God? You imagine they would have brought in another coach? You know, it would have changed probably the trajectory of the way that team went from that point on so again he had a lot to do with that him and great coaches greg williams come out of this place he's one of the best defensive coordinators jerry gray came from you know that team great coaches still coaching today and uh, like i said before jeff learned from the great buddy ryan brought brought over that 46 defense guys didn't like it because you had to go home at night and study all night other than that he's a great coach a great defensive minded coach and he just flat out he's a good man you know, whenever Coach Fisher was here, the team, it seemed like he had some of the biggest battles with, especially early in his tenure here, were the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah. And whenever it comes to AFC South opponents that the Titans play this year, the first one on that list is the Jacksonville Jaguars. And I just kind of wanted to get to this because I, I thought they had a very active past several days. And Yeah, you don't say. <laughs> the, the first move to where people, people saw this coming. Yeah. It's it's one of those things we knew was going to be happening for a while, but the Jaguars finally did deal unique Ngakwe to the Minnesota Vikings. So instead of the Titans having to face him in week two, he will be bumped back, and then the Titans are going to be facing him on the road up in Minnesota. That was a big move, and that was something that people were like, all right, it's going to make some headlines. But then the Jaguars decided, you know what? We can easily one-up that. Two days ago, the Jacksonville Jaguars – announced that they have released running back Leonard Fournette. Mm. Now, Denard. LSU. I was about to say, it's one of your uh, your boys from, from back in Baton Rouge. How did, how did this move strike you? Well, the writing was on the wall. We Everybody saw this coming. Listen, in 2017, this was pretty much the hottest team in football, right? This yeah, was they, a team I mean, that was on the verge. They were supposed to AFC Championship against New England. This was a team that people – we're saying, listen, they got all the pieces in place right now to basically build a dynasty. You got the best cornerback in Jalen Ramsey right now. He basically telling you that this defense, nobody can play with this defense. Nobody can compete against us. Show me the money. You had a lot of guys basically saying, show me the money. I think that's what was the, the downfall of this team is everybody was trying to get paid. They had two of the best cornerbacks, best defense, period. Then all of a sudden, 2018, we thought Jacksonville got this. And then it was like, and it just went downhill. 5-11, finished last in the AFC South. So we thought, okay, that little slump, they're going to come back in 2019. And then what happened? Another abysmal season, 6-10. and 10. We saw this coming in the ownership right now. This is, this is where an owner says, you know what? I've had enough. What we're going to do is we're going to clean house. And right now, I'll tell you who's basically on notice is the head coach right now, Doug Maroney, and general manager, because the owner right now is basically saying this stuff is going to clean up, but what we're going to do, we're going to start at the bottom. So they're going to take some lumps and some hits and basically do 
uh, like they did when they uh, transitioned as a franchise team, you know, in Jacksonville in 1995. They're just going to start over and they're going to start new. They're going to get beat up for a while, but this is a team that's going to build from the bottom. And so, hey, I'll tell you what, Shahid Khan, the owner, uh, basically stood with the head coach on this because typically the head coach is gone. And the fact that he kept his head coach means that he believes in this is the guy for me that will end up getting this program back to where it should be. So again, if you're Tennessee right now, go ahead and try to get this, get these two wins because this is a team that's going to play you tough. But again, they got nothing to lose right now. And this is a team right now. They are rebuilding from scratch. I guess I'm going to disagree with you a little bit about Doug Marone. I think this is his last year, no matter how well he does. If you look at uh, Khan, the, the owner of the team, he's, not had a, a successful tenure so far as an owner in the NFL, but I do believe that the tank is in. They're realizing we just got to get as high of a draft pick as possible, get a franchise quarterback, and hopefully go from there. You know, with Leonard Fournette, they drafted him with the fourth overall pick back in 2017. And really, whenever you're going back and you're looking at that, they said, you know what, we can take Fournette and put him in this offense with Allen Robinson and Blake Bortles and build around Blake Bortles, which obviously was a terrible decision. Right. Whenever you especially look and you're like, you know what, we could have had Deshaun Watson, we could have had Patrick Mahomes. And looking back on that move, it's just, it hurts. So it's one of those things. They're now completely having to rebuild their defense that was good, kind of, kind of as you said, all those guys are out. And I know last week on the episode for us giving our prediction for the Titans 2020 record. We both had the Titans beating Jacksonville twice. And I think these moves over the past couple of days solidifies that as far as us being more confident in those picks. And again, it's the National Football League. So any given Sunday, you never know what's going to happen. But just as far as if you're looking at which team's better, the Titans clearly are the better team. Now can they just show up on the Sundays, they play them and beat them. And that's what we'll wait to see but you got to be feeling better if you're the titans at least in that aspect now granted if they suck and suck really bad and they get trevor lawrence and he's elite that could be a problem for you in the future but i don't think that's by any means something you need to be worrying about right now i mean we thought the miami dolphins were going to be the worst team and draft right. to a tongue viola with the first overall pick and i mean granted they still got him but it was they won some games they ended up having the fifth pick so you just you never know how things are going to go down the stretch and again with everything right now looks good but if, let's say, there were some COVID cases that were to pop up and some big-time players are having to miss games, that could throw the, the schedule a little bit as far as record at the end of the day. But we're almost there. We have, we have 12 days until the Titans go to mile high and take on the Denver Broncos on Monday night. And, I mean, it's just the anticipation is building. I'm, I am excited, you know. I'm also kind of getting back into that mode of, all right, we got some fantasy football starting back up. And just, just to have – football on the screen on Sundays and check out red zone. It is going to be a blast and I cannot wait for it to get here soon enough. We'll keep you updated next week. I know we're going to kind of break down the Titans 53 man roster. Look at that. See where we could see the Titans continue to make some moves and just we'll give you our overall thoughts on how John Robinson and Mike Vrabel have done as far as preparing this roster heading into 2020. And with that said, that is going to do it for us today, but we appreciate you tuning in. For Denard Walker, I am Davey Hudson. You have been listening to Believe in Titans on the Believe Podcast Network, and as always, tighten up. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, 
offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.